It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Happy Saturday morning to seven minutes past eight o'clock. The sun's starting to come up. It's going to be a beautiful day here in Metro Atlanta. And we're giving you a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to do this weekend. The Great Backyard Bird Count, where you can count the birds in your yard, starting to think about seed. I've never started a plant from seed. I'm interested in doing that. So I'm picking the brain of Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World, and we're answering other questions as well, giving you the top three things to do in the garden every hour. So stay tuned. A lot more stuff just to fit in one more hour of the show. 404-872-0750. As promised, I've put it off long enough, Joe. We've got two tickets to see the Rolling Stones. I thought they were done touring last year, but apparently not. They're back. So two tickets to see the Rolling Stones on July 9th at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Of course, that's going to be a huge show. Tickets are on sale now, though, at Ticketmaster.com. These are pretty good tickets, wouldn't you say? So I'm thinking that we pick your brain and put you to work. What caller is going to win these tickets? Whatever call my call is when I just yeah, right. <laughs> dial you right now on my cell phone. But if it can't be me, let's go with, uh, you want me to pick a number? Yeah. Let me pick my favorite number, seven. Whoa, I think that's a good one. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that line has to be 404-741-0750. Justin Ovi, anxiously awaiting your call, caller number seven to 404-741-0750. And let me just tell you, I hope you have a great time seeing the Rolling Stones in concert. Man, that's going to be cool. So that's why we've been playing some Rolling Stones music for you today and uh, talking about birding and starting seed and your calls. So, Joe, let's get to a few more. How about that? That sounds good. All right. Steve in Buford has been so patient this morning. Thanks for hanging on, Steve. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you. Thank you, Ashley. Appreciate it. Of hey, course. very quickly, last year, my wife and I were in Charleston and saw these things called a TriStar. Okay. And they are, they're planted outside. They're absolutely gorgeous. So I got one and realizing, okay, it's a house plant here in Georgia. My problem is, number one, what type of fertilizer, fertilizer do I use? And right now, what's happening is the sides and the tips of the, of the leaves really turning brown and and um you know kind of wiltering up i have lots of internal um uh blades leaves that have already turned turned brown i try to keep it in the light as much as possible but primarily in the morning um but just looking to see what's causing that um, that that browning on the side and the tips so for anybody that's not seen a triostar what uh, what Steve is talking about here. It's a really blady houseplant. Steve, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's got some green, it's got some pink, um, no flowers really, but just long skinny leaves, right? They're kind of green and pink. Uh, that's correct. And then they have these red, red or pink ones that come up vertically. And, have, you know, when they're planted outside, like we see in Charleston, they're absolutely gorgeous plants. So, yeah, and any issue with the leaves, I have learned quickly with houseplants, any browning around the edges of the leaves or something that's usually indicative of water, wouldn't you say, Joe? It could be that uh, these kind of these plants need even humidity. They're really from the ra- they originate in rainforests in Brazil, so they need a nice steady amount of humidity, which is oftentimes greater than what a house would provide, especially in the winter time when the air is dry and warm, or you might be near a heat vent. So I would just you know 
double check to make sure it's not in the draft of uh, a heat vent because that could dry out the air tremendously. You could add some extra humidity, although that's a garden myth, actually, to think that you can just create all this humidity around a plant by setting it on top of some pebbles and so forth. But uh, do what you can to get some more humidity to it, whatever that is. Uh, and then watering would be uh, a potential risk. And too much water, it needs well-drained soil. And then as far as um, maybe some nutrients, a balanced nutrient at half half dilution rate of what would be on the instructions on a, you know, like a soluble liquid fertilizer that you mix with water. So the root problem to me is probably either um, too much water or lack of humidity would be my guess in this case. Is it okay. in a dry, drafty spot? Well, I've kept it in the basement, but it has access to the sun. Mm-hmm. But my problem is I have uh, dehumidifiers down there you know, trying to drain, you know, yeah. draw out that humidity. Right, right, right. Because right. yeah, on the flip side, I understand, and I understand, you know, down in Charleston where you have the high humidity, that's great. Mm-hmm. But if I'm trying to keep it at 65 to 75 degrees, uh, then, <laughs> you know, I have to have some place that have heat going into it. Mm. Yeah, so that's it's kind of a catch-22. Yeah, yes. it's a catch-22. Yeah, move it around, and I would definitely take it out of a place that, like like the basement, that could be a lot more drying. And like Joe said, just, I mean, even miracle Grow indoor plant food, a basic houseplant fertilizer. Half strength. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay, miracle Grow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But just okay. watch the drainage, well, too. Make sure it's well-drained. Okay. Listen, thanks so much here. I appreciate it. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your program. Thank, Thank you. you. I really appreciate it, Steve. I hope we hear from you again, too. 404 We had an earlier call about arborvitae and problems that arose there. And Shannon and Buford, you may have uh, some tips or something, right? Hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning. This is Shannon Pable. How are you doing? Oh, hey, guys? Shannon. Great. How are you? Good, good. Oh, I'm glad you called uh, in. So I know you are offering yeah. some tips or, or some additional info then. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been noticing lately um, this winter a lot of the arborvitae emeralds, especially a lot of the other carnivores, have been affected. Um, I'm seeing a lot of them, just mature species, um, just dying. And I'm pretty sure it was due to, remember last summer when we had that long stretch of really hot weather? Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that affected um, a lot of the arborvitaes that we're seeing just, you know, mature ones that are just dead. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the gentleman that called earlier, um, and he planted them last summer, or a year ago, and I thought, oh, gosh, you know, I'm wondering if they were affected by that that stretch of heat that we had last year. Um, But what I was going to suggest is, you know, to take his hand, rub him along the branches, and um, just to see if it's either true bronzing or just dead growth. Um, If they flake off, then obviously it's some dead growth. Um, If it's just on the inner part of the branch, um, it's just natural shedding, but if it's along the entire branch, um, yeah, it's, it's probably not good. <laughs> so that's kind of a good indicator of how someone can tell if it's too far gone or not, really looking at how far out the branch the browning has occurred, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's natural for conifers to shed on the inside of the branches mm-hmm. um, to drop their leaves because they do shed their leaves. Um, but to, to shed it along the entire branch, um, isn't a good sign. 
Well, thank you, Shannon. I know that, I mean, that worries a lot of people. And it it almost feels like we say this every winter and every spring. Almost every summer in Georgia, we do have some kind of stretch of drought, you know, but I do remember the one in particular last summer you were talking about. So that's something that really owners of evergreens like that need to be aware of and just monitor. If you know the meteorologist is saying that it's going to be dry and there's no rain in the forecast for weeks, that's when it's your responsibility. And and I think our caller had, had been pretty honest and upfront about, you know, uh, watering consistently since he knew that those were new. So that's just something you've got to be proactive in doing. Well, and now we've had excessive rain, and depending on the drainage of the soil, which around here isn't typically that good, uh, that excess water can create that yellowing foliage, too, because he also mentioned that it was going from tan to yellow or from mm-hmm. brown or rust to yellow, too, and the yellowing can be an indication of too much water. So we'll know. The good thing is uh, we'll know pretty <laughs> soon as we come into spring whether that, that arborvitae is going to recover or not, right. in which case he'll he'll know what to do. Shannon, so good to hear from you, and please call often. I need yeah. you. I need you for sure. Chris out in Conyers. Good morning, Chris. Uh, good morning. Um, I have a question for you, too. Uh-huh. There's a co-worker that's actually listening in from Atlanta. It's his first time um, uh, listening in. Okay. And I talk to you a lot of time off the air. Yeah. Uh, and his, yeah, his question is, because he has the music lamp all the way around, and he was wondering if it's a good time to do any type of irrigation, because, you know, um, this is his first time uh, listening in, so I'm glad he's able to listen in with me. Okay, so any any type of irrigation for his Bermuda? Yes. Okay, so if he is a first-time Bermuda guy and that's a new landscape, I know that costs a lot of money, Joe. So right now we're dormant. Mm-hmm. So... Is this an installation going on, or is this already there? Already there. Oh, I wouldn't. I mean, we've got plenty of water, and it's dormant. I wouldn't try to do anything at this point. It's going to sit there fine, and with all the water we've had, there's no need to add more. And, in fact, more could make it worse. So I would uh, I would sit tight and just relax with the Bermuda at this point. Uh, yeah. it's, pretty, it's tough grass. And so, really, this being the first cycle, something to start thinking about now before it greens up is doing those pre-emergence, like we talked about, Chris. That's the chemicals that are going to keep the seeds and the weeds from germinating that are coming up in the spring. So what he could be doing right now is doing a pre-emergent to prevent crabgrass and all the other kind of things that just look awful, you know, in in beautiful Bermuda, blady, leafy weeds. No one wants that. So that's something to be looking at. Halts would be a good brand, something like that. This is a great time to do the spring pre-emergence. And also what I want him to do, I know you're listening and he is as well, when you go to WalterReeves.com, Walter's website, WalterReeves.com, type lawn care calendar. I recommend this for everybody, but especially first-time homeowners, first-time folks that are you know, getting a new expensive lawn and they want to get on the right cycle and the right timing. Type lawn care calendar, and then you find the kind of type of grass you have, all of them that are common to Georgia. That's a one-page grid, one-page calendar that Walter published years ago. Tape it up in the garage or the shed. It keeps you honest, and when you need to be doing everything seeding sodding pre-emergent you know all those things post-emergent weed control and uh, watering so he's got tips on that as well i know bermuda can be testy but anytime y'all need advice you give us a call and we'll give it to you here on green and growing gotta take a break we'll be right back after this scott slade here on your wsb weekend enjoy green and growing with ashley frasca and dave baker's home fix it this morning on 95.5 wsb the wsb news team meteorologist kirk mellish and i will be here monday morning with atlanta's morning news here's ashley 
And we give you weather updates four times an hour because we know you want to plan your weekend and we're here to help. So Finley Roofing sponsors the weather update now. High of around 53 today and lows in the upper 30s. Later on, it's going to be sunny. Tomorrow, a stray light shower in the afternoon. That's not out of the question. According to meteorologist Kirk Mellish, highs a little warmer in the upper 50s and lows around 40. Rain comes back in on Monday. So your complete weather forecast comes up. You got to keep listening on 95.5 WSB. Now, we have some great calls, Joe, but I wanted to follow back. We had Rachel call earlier about lighting, proper lighting for seed and things like that. So um, we're kind of going to the next step when you're starting seed. We talked about starting your tray and your soils and things like that, and then the lighting and and proper watering and stuff like that. So then kind of where do we go to cover, to not cover when I see things coming up? What do I do? Oh, well, before you see things coming up, you've taken your seeds that you've sown in your trays and you've put them down under your lights, presumably. And one thing that's very important at this stage is to cover them up, to keep the humidity in the soil, because seeds have to have moisture in order to germinate. They won't germinate without moisture. And so once the, you see the germination take place, whatever you use to cover them, typically it's something clear so you can see in to know that it's germinating, you have to remove or you should remove that cover because if you don't, now you've created too much humidity around seedlings that are germinating that don't need the humidity for the same reason anymore. Now it can foster that disease called damping off. It's a fungal disease that's very common with tender seedlings, and you don't want that. And it's exacerbated when it's too moist. So removing that temp, that cover allows air circulation, and an extra little fan helps with that. Now what kind of cover are we talking about? Because the seed trays come with like a plastic Sometimes lid. Sometimes they do, mm-hmm. yes. That's perfect. That's oh, okay. made for that. But if you don't have that and you don't want to spend five bucks on a clear cover, just get some plastic wrap or plexiglass or something. You just want to hold the moisture in and watch for the germination so you remove it so you don't encumber the opportunity for that seedling to reach for the light. So keeping it covered. Until germination. But as soon as you see one, of, one or two okay. of those in the cells germinating, go ahead and remove it because that's an indication the rest of them should not be far behind. But now it's your job to make sure that those cells have enough water in them so the seeds continue to germinate. Even though they're lacking behind, they still need that moisture. Mm -hmm. But just the key is not too much moisture. And the way you prevent that is to have a fan or something that moves that air across the soil surface. And if you can do that, you probably will not get damping off, which is that disease. And then we started to touch on watering, whether you do it from the tray underneath Mm -hmm. or from above. Yeah, it's personal preference. But for me, I like to do it from underneath called bottom watering, which is putting the water into the reservoir or that bottom tray that the cell tray nests into. By doing that, there are holes in the bottom of the cell tray Mm -hmm. and it will it'll actually wick up the water so it goes up the soil it comes up yeah it's it's, it's drawn up Mm -hmm. and so that's a good way to do it so that you don't beat the seedlings to death when you're overhead watering Mm -hmm. they're pretty tough and they surprisingly are resilient but to me i'd rather not add that extra stress to them and so i just bottom water so if you like what you're hearing about starting seed, visit joegardner.com slash MSS mm-hmm, for master, master seed. seed starting. And you can kind of find out more information there and more of your calls. We've got Lynn and Elaine and Linda and Mary Ellen, all that and more coming up on Green and Growing. Stay tuned on 95.5 WSB. Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. 
Two and a half hours into green and growing, only half an hour left. Ashley Frasca back with you. Thank you for tuning in on what's going to turn out to be a beautiful Saturday. We're now up to 36 degrees. I think when I drove in, it was 30, so of course it's still chilly. But I want to also direct your attention to WSBRadio.com. If you want to hear the show again anytime during the week, the three hours of the show lives on WSBRadio.com. You go to the On Demand section, and you can hear almost all of our talk show hosts there. But in addition to the show, the three hours of the show being right there for you, I'm also going to have special podcasts and special segments. So right now, for this being the Great Backyard Bird Count weekend, I have my interview last week with Becca Radomsky-Bish from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology. We only were able to speak for 12 minutes on the radio, but a 30-minute interview with Becca about birding and how you can get involved in the bird count that goes through Monday. So I want you to go to birdcount.org to find out more. And Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World, and I have talked about starting seed today, among other things. But what I want to do is kind of catalog that conversation for you and put that all in a centralized place. So after Monday, you'll be able to listen to more of what Joe Lample has to say about starting seed and then ultimately looking into his master seed starting courses as well if you're interested in learning more. So that's a good audio resource, wsbradio.com slash on demand. It's time for Pike's Pick. What you need in your garden or home this weekend. Brought to you by your local garden experts at Pike Nurseries. So Mickey Gasaway is on the phone right now. And Mickey, you get to come into the show with your own music. Listen to that. I know. How about that? <laughs> that sounds... I think, it, I think it should be Mickey, Mickey, you're so fun. <laughs> Don't you? You've heard that your whole life. And that is an awesome song. <laughs> so how are you no, today? I'm good. I, I'm loving this weather. Isn't it beautiful? It is going to be great. The sky is so blue. I'm we were just, just soggy mm-hmm. with rain at the end of last week and then it's going to start at the beginning of next week so we can we have a window here where we can get out and enjoy things and really kind of notice what's going on. You know, oh, we're itching yeah. for spring, right? Yes, and when you walk in the greenhouse, you know spring is here. I mean, it's absolutely beautiful. Everybody, even if you, you don't want to buy anything today, you just need to come in and walk through the greenhouse. It'll make your heart sing, I promise. And all the different beautiful. colors, all the different oh, products. Yeah. Y'all are getting so much stuff in right now. But Ooh. I love the Pikes Pick. That was very strategic for today of what folks can oh, save yes. money on this weekend. But you talk about color. You talk about pop. These flowers almost seem like they're fake primrose. Absolutely. And they are just so pretty. I just love them. I had I always tell this when anybody talks about primrose, but when I first came to work, I had this real, this really ancient little old lady. <clears throat> Hold on a minute. <clears throat> and she said, um, she walked in and she looked and she held her arms and she said, honey, this is what heaven's going to look like. Full of primrose? And every time, and every time I see the primrose, that's what I think about because it's just this beautiful mass of color. And, and you know what's neat? I gorgeous. had some on my back deck a couple of years ago when it snowed. Mm-hmm. I had them in planter boxes, and that color popped right out of the snow. The snow oh, had, you know, fallen about an inch on my planter boxes. But really fleshy, pretty big green leaves and the little delicate flowers are of every color, seriously. Oh, so. yeah. I just love them. And if you look down in them, when you when you pick out the ones if you look down in you can see all kinds of little ones little blooms coming up you can see the baby blooms underneath the big blooms that are up so they have a pretty good bloom time so, so when, look when, at that when you buy them when we announce that primrose is the pike's pick what does that mean 
that means, well, actually, it usually means that they are um, uh, 20% off. However, when I got here today, I looked in the greenhouse, and it says they're two for five. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so that's a better pounds. deal. Yes. Yeah, okay, that's good. a better deal. So folks can stock up on that. And then do they need to do anything special when they go to Pike Nursery and, you know, get this plant? No, because it's it's on the it's on the thing. It's shit. Just remind them that that's what it says. Okay. And something else right. that folks need to keep in mind if they go to pikenursery.com or if they're in the store, the classes that you guys offer. And this mm-hmm. has been a super busy time of year for Pike's classes. Yes, it has. Today we're going to do a terrarium class, and I think those are probably pretty much full now because those are the make-and-takes classes fill up. You have to kind of be sure and sign up for those. But in two weeks, well, the 29th, is that two weeks? Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're going to do uh, one on roses, and of course everybody knows I love roses, so that's going to be fun too. And I think that, I believe that's at all the stores, but you can check and see, but I think it's at all the stores. So they're still signed to sign us, yeah, sign up for the rose class in two weeks and you may want to call your pike nursery this morning or just go on pike nursery.com and look at the registration for the the take career uh, the terrarium class, class. Yeah, yeah that begins at 10 but like mickey said yeah. they may be full yeah maybe so, love it all right so pike nursery.com is the website there mickey thank you oh look at jason hmm. taking you out with your uh your suggested theme song i love it <laughs> well, Mickey, thank Kevin, you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us and have a great time at the terrarium class this morning. I will. You too. Thank All you right. so much. Bye bye. We'll, we'll be talking to you soon. So, you always know you get a great deal at Pike Nursery. And when Mickey comes on at 8 30 every morning, every Saturday morning, and announces the Pike Pick. And Joe, you also have a special deal for WSB listeners this morning, too. What is it? I do. My Master Seed Starting Online Course. Uh, we wanted to give a special discount to WSB listeners, so 25% off. and That's, that's huge. Yeah, joegardner.com slash MSS to check out the course information, the curriculum, the reviews, all about the course. And then if somebody wanted to enroll, there's a coupon code opportunity, and all they need to do is enter WSB, and bam, 25% off. That's big. And well, that's through exclusive. the weekend. Yes. Exclusive to you guys through the weekend. Yep. So that's something you definitely want to go on and check out joegardner.com slash MSS. And there's like 10 modules, courses yeah. that they can watch at their own convenience mm-hmm. at their own pace. Lifetime access too. And Ooh. we update it all the time too. So it's like a, a course that never goes away and keeps getting better. So and it's lifetime already great. access. Lifetime access. Well, heck yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. 404-872-0750. Joined in studio by Joe Lample, host of Growing a Greener World and just expert on many, many things. So that's why he's here helping us answer your calls. And we want to talk to Lynn and Hickory Flat. Hey, good morning. Good morning, Ashley. I enjoy your show. Thank you. I'm wondering if, since it's been so warm, if we can use the weed be gone on our grass weeds right now you can right now we're joe and i were looking up the the label directions on ortho's website that is a post-emergent so weed be gone mm-hmm. is something that you use when you see the weeds and it's generally used as a broadleaf mm-hmm. weed killer but my goodness can kill over 250 weeds or something like that so uh what was the active ingredient there's joe? 2,4-D and dicamba in there those are powerful broadleaf weed killers post-emergent broadleaf weed killers so yeah would- that would definitely be something safe lynn and when you look at the label as well it does tell you okay. what grasses that it's safe for, but generally, I mean, Zoysia and St. Augustine and all of those, it's safe for that. Okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Have a great Saturday. Uh 
appreciate the call. 404-872-0750. Linda in Lawrenceville, good morning. Good morning, Linda. Love the show, Ashley. Um, I have a really pro- a real big problem. I think I'm having too much water that's coming off my retainer wall mm. into my lawn with all the rain that we are having. And I've noticed over the couple of years is the, the grass, the Bermuda grass is starting to thin out really, really well. So I'm not sure. And I'm now I'm noticing there's more moss that's coming mm-hmm. into the lawn. Yep. And it so, likes water. Likes oh, moisture. and it's just when it rains, I get I get me and my husband. I get so nervous because it's like it's it's just not there. The grass is just pretty much washing away from all of the rain coming down from the retainer wall. Okay, so Joe, I think you and I would agree on that. Before we even do anything to the Bermuda, we got to treat the cause. Yeah, we do. We have to work on that drainage. And first of all. Uh, thankfully, Bermuda's tough, and maybe by the time uh, it warms up and that comes out of dormancy, and maybe we get some less rain. That's the air quote. Maybe uh, you know you might see that all fill in. But as Ashley, to your point, you're right about that. Something's going on with the drainage, and so if it were me, I would I would see if there's a way to redirect where that water's going off the retaining wall, or if not, and or. Uh, aerate during active growth, not now, but wait until active growth, and get a core aerator and um, punch some holes into the soil to create more airspace and opportunity for water to go. And then top dress, get some um, get some compost or soil three. Around Atlanta, we got that product called Soil Cubed, which is the big yellow bag product, which is fantastic. You can have it delivered and dropped off right where you need it. And then you can just spread it over the top with a thin layer or two as a top dress, which helps improve the soil and increase drainage potentially. Um, and then once you see what's happening, you could either buy Bermuda plugs and let that fill out or add some fertilization, which is certainly going to help feed. Bermuda's a heavy feeder, and you want to do that a few times during the warm season. Um, but in the meantime, what you can do for now is to see where that water is going and see if you can find a way to divert it. Uh, maybe it's create a French drain or get somebody to help you with that, but it may be easier than you think. Uh, but that's the root problem that you need to solve. Absolutely. And I don't think it would necessarily have to be costly. Like you said, once you're aerating the soil and opening up space and opening up air in that soil, giving the water somewhere to go. And then once you have that a little bit better under control, maybe considering some kind of ground cover or something that could also help absorb some of the water on top of that retaining wall that it would slow the process of it trickling down Good. to the Bermuda. Divert that water before it even mm-hmm. gets to that point of running off. And the other thing I meant to mention, she started, she saw uh, some moss growing, and that's an indicator that you might need to raise the pH. So you might want to get a soil test to check to see whether or not you need to add some lime because uh, moss likes acidic soil. Right. And so if you've got moss there, that tells me that you're probably, uh, it's too wet, it's too shady, or it's too uh, acidic. And it may be one or all three of those things. And you can work on all of those. Yeah. So, Linda, hopefully step by step and not too overwhelming. I think you're in a good place to where we could get that under control. All right. We have time really quickly for Mary Ellen and Lilburn. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Great. I'm so excited. Yay. <laughs> yes. Yay. Uh, I have a gardenia bush that's uh, by a front door and it's growing and in, in the way. Um, I want to know. Uh, when can I cut it back? How far? What fertilizer? And when? Okay, so those those are all very good basic questions. So gardenia, anything like that, Mary Ellen, when it flowers, uh-huh. after it flowers is the best time yeah. to really do any major pruning. So right now it may have some of the buds and things 
that are yeah. ready for spring. So you can do a little bit of pruning now, but you may lose some of the blooms, right, Joe? Yeah, but gardenia, the nice thing about gardenia, it's very forgiving and uh, it's a tough plant. And so if you yeah. wanted to do some pruning now, you could, or you could wait until April. And you, know, you may sacrifice some new blooms, but at the same time, it's pretty prolific and you're going to get a lot of new growth coming out and probably some new flowers in, okay. as well. Uh, and, and, as far as fertilizing, you could give it a light, uh, slow-release fertilizer, maybe, you know, 10-10-10 always seems to be that go-to recommendation, but I would use something that's more time-released and not so potent on its initial delivery, and so maybe an Osmocote or something that's got a, a time-release yeah. aspect to it, and just apply it according to the directions. And again, I just admonish people to read those directions with fertilizer, because you can do more harm over-fertilizing than by not using any, so... Don't hurt your plants by over-fertilizing, but do that during active growth. And yeah, gardenias bloom in early summer, so we're early yet for fertilizing that. But uh, So yeah, the major pruning that you'll want to do, do some now, but the major pruning, you can even take it back to three quarters of the size that you're going to want. So that's taking a lot back, but then keeping in mind that it's going to grow out that much more once you've got it pruned. So thank you, Mary Ellen. We got to jet out and check weather and traffic. We'll be back on Green and Growing 95.5 WSB. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news, weather, and traffic team will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get back to work on time and informed. Now back to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. And we're back for the last few minutes of the show. And, of course, we want to make gardening easy for you and kind of keep you in the loop. of the three things that you could do to make your, your garden better? Easy things to do this weekend. Green, Green and Growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. So you got some time in between the rain. Now is the time to prune shrubs and get them ready for the next growing season. They're coming out of winter dormancy and they're stimulated by the warm weather. So one big one that a lot of folks have on their mind, Burford Holly. That's great to prune back now. Number two, prune roses always around Valentine's Day. That's easy to remember. You can plant them now too. Planting them now gives plenty of time for the roots to establish. And number three, we've had some calls on crabgrass. You're not seeing it quite yet, but now is the time for a pre-emergent to prevent those summer weeds like crabgrass, use the pre-emergence in your lawn, and you will be very glad that you did come springtime. So Joe Lample has been my guest today. So appreciative of you coming in and helping us answer calls and talking about seed starting because I have so many questions. My, my mind is just swimming. But your expertise on how you can um, really help folks who want to start seed, where should they begin? Well, um, the course would be a great, I mean, I put together a course exactly to walk people through the entire process, whether you're a beginner or you've been doing it for years. I've been working on a course for two years, side-by-side -side trials, and I've been growing seeds pretty much my entire life. So the course is a good one at joegardner.com slash MSS with a discount to WSB listeners. So the coupon code is WSB when you get there, if you get there. But that would walk you through everything. But this is the time of uh, the year for us, especially around here, mid-February to the end of the month. Start your seeds great time of year and i'm so anxious to begin it this is going to be my first time so some of joe and i's conversation i'm going to pull from the show today put it all in one place for you on wsbradio.com beginning on monday next week wsbradio.com you can go on demand you can listen back to the show but i'm going to make a podcast just of joe and i's you know conversation throughout the two hours today when he came in at seven to help you start seed and then we'll send you on your way and you can learn more 
get a little more in depth with it. So thank you, Joe. Really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. You're welcome. Hope everybody has a great Saturday morning. It's been my pleasure. Next weekend, we're going to talk to some tree experts and honor Arbor Day here in Georgia. You want to be around for that. And follow me on Facebook, the show page, Green and Growing WSB. Have a great weekend. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.